Hello and welcome to today's episode. My name is Lena and today I'm reading Neville Goddard's lecture titled Whom Do You Seek from 1968. The Bible from beginning to end is the vision of the Lord God Jehovah, yet the message given there can be applied in a most practical manner. In two weeks the western world will be told the story of Good Friday. They will hear of a man who was in a garden with those who believe him, when a band of soldiers came looking for a certain person. Then it is said, Knowing what was to befall them, Jesus came forward and said, Whom do you seek? And they answered, Jesus of Nazareth. Then he said to them, I am. The pronoun he is not in the original manuscript. When they heard that, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again he asked, Whom do you seek? And again they replied, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I told you that I am, so if you seek me, let these men go. That is the story, and one man first hears that the one who is speaking is is his own wonderful I amness, he falls to the ground in shocked disbelief. You see, the word Jesse means I am, recorded in the Old Testament as Jehovah the Lord. When the name is revealed, it is I am. This is true all through scripture. When those who are seeking a savior on the outside hear that their own wonderful human imagination is Jesus, they draw back and shock, for they simply can't believe it. Now let me tell you a story I recorded in one of my books. The year was 1950 and the man is my brother-in-law. Having graduated from Harvard, he entered the banking business where he remained for, for, for many years. Now, in the banking profession, a promotion occurs only when someone dies, is fired, or resigns. Qualified to hold the finest job, he wanted the best for himself, his wife, and their two children. He was a pillar of the Episcopal Church in New York City, sitting on the planning committee, advising them as to the care of their money. Yet he knew nothing of the art of prayer or the secret of Christ. One day he came to the house and telling me of his financial desires, he asked what he should do. When I asked him if he would like to be in the investment business, he replied, I want it more than anything in the world. Then I said, go to bed tonight, knowing you are now investing large sums of money. Do that night after night and the position you desire will be yours. Shortly after his visit, my family sailed to Barbados, where we remained for three months When we returned, my brother-in-law and sister came for dinner, and this is the story Sam told me. Three weeks after our previous visit, he attended a meeting on Wall Street. After the meeting was over, a man he had known for years came over to him and asked if he would consider leaving the bank and joining him. He then quoted a salary, which was twice what Sam was presently making, as well as promising him a five-week paid vacation every year. While Sam was stunned beyond measure, He went home, discussed the offer with his wife, and they agreed it was a marvelous opportunity. That day, he began his investment career, representing the Rockefeller brothers, not the foundation, but the five brothers and their sister. He never bought stock, only suggested it. One day, he told me he worked with one portfolio of $394 million, and that's just one of many. Sam remained there for eight years, leaving to become a junior partner in a brokerage firm. I wrote this story in one of my books and gave him a copy. A short time later, while visiting them, I discovered my book had found its place on a top shelf completely out of reach. 
They had read the book, but as a pillar of the church with its orthodox concept of things, they could not associate the Jesus they worshipped with what they did. And the next time I went to their home, my book was completely out of sight. As a Harvard man, he could not believe that one who had never seen the inside of a college had helped him. So whom do you seek? It is not Jehovah, the savior of the world, the one who created all things, and without him there is not a thing made that is made. Sam knew what he did to get the job, but he could not believe that what he did was Jesus. Through the years we have remained close and dear friends, but never has one word been said concerning this. At dinner he gives grace and thanks someone on the outside for the food, doing it by rote. He can't help it, for it is part of his training. But the day will come when he will discover who Jesus is. He found him, but unable to recognize him, he turned his back upon the one and only one, who is Jesus Christ. We are told, he who is not with me is against me, and he who will not gather with me scatters. At the present time, Sam is not with me, but continues to worship something on the outside. Now you see how practical this story is. Do you seek Jesus? Say, I am, and you have found him. Man finds it so difficult to understand that his own wonderful human imagination is the being he is seeking. But the day will come when he will find him. On that day, Jesus' son will stand before him and call him Father. Jesus is not Jehovah's son, as you were taught. Jesus is Jehovah. Now, if Jehovah has a son and Jesus is Jehovah, is not David the son? One day the veil will be lifted and God's son David will stand before you and call you Father. Until then, although many will listen to my words, they, like my brother-in-law, will not accept it. Everything came about as Sam desired it to be. They are now living in a beautiful apartment. Their children have graduated from Smith and Harvard, and in two more years, he plans to retire and travel throughout the world. Sam found Jesus, but did not recognize him. He is still looking for something on the outside, but may I tell you, no physical man is Jesus. If anyone comes to you saying he is a holy man, do not believe him. Jesus is holy, for Jesus is Jehovah. He who can only be recognized through his son, as it takes God's son, David, to reveal your true identity. That of being the Lord God Jehovah, Jesus Christ. That's who you really are, and only God's son can reveal it to you. I know the truth of which I speak, for it has happened to me. The world teaches that everything is on the outside, that your success or failure depends upon where you live, the church you attend, your school or college education. This they believe because they do not know Jesus Christ, who is their own wonderful human imagination. When I asked Sam, he told me that regardless of how disillusioned or tired he was, he imagined every night, and that although he had known the gentleman, for many years he had never been approached until three weeks after he had applied this principle. Sam saw the results of what he did. He knew he did it, but he could not believe that what he did was Jesus Christ. So I ask you, whom do you seek? Do you seek Jesus, the Savior of every being in the world? Jesus can save you from whatever you are. He can save you from missing your mark in life. His name shall be called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And to sin is to miss your mark. Who is he? Your I am. Can you believe that? 
Is that idea so shocking to you that like those recorded in scripture, you fall to the ground? Then rise again to ask the same question. Whom do you seek? Jesus, I have told you. He is your I am. And if you really are seeking me, then let the idea of man go. You aren't seeking a man, a new president to lead you. You don't need any leader. <clears throat> All you need is Jesus. It doesn't matter who is the president tomorrow. A few years ago, our president was voted in by an enormous majority. And tonight, everyone is disillusioned, for they sought a man. Don't seek a little man of flesh and blood, for flesh cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is spirit. While walking in a garment of flesh and blood, Jesus will awaken in you. This is the story that will be told on Good Friday, but not as you have heard it this night. And Sam will be ushering the people into that grand old church, just as he has done for years. He was married in that church. His children were baptized there, and he has been active all those years. But he does not know Christ. I introduced him to Christ, for by him all things are made, and without him was not anything made that was made. I brought him to the only living Christ, and he proved himself in the testing. Yet Sam continues to believe in a false Christ, a Christ he will meet on the outside, not knowing that Christ dwells within. I have been quoting the 18th chapter of John, <clears throat> the 4th to the 8th verses. As you read this, you see they first play the garden scene, <clears throat> Excuse me, and then it is said, Jesus, knowing all that was to befall him, the phrase to befall him in the Revised Standard Version is translated in the King James Version <clears throat> as to come upon him. This phrase in Greek means a pressure from above that is mental or emotional, which causes changes in the world. So Jesus said to Pilate, You could do nothing to me were it not given you from above. You see, you are really not here in the true sense of the word. The being that is externalized here is putting on pressure. And you are willingly playing the part. And when everything is done, the scripture says you will do, you will awaken as the one who placed the pressure on yourself. That is why I have no power over you were it not given me from above. Therefore, I who deliver you into the hands of another have the greatest sin. But as you move through the day, or as you move through the play, he who is pressuring himself, or pressing himself upon you, forcing you to do everything you have ever done, will be forgiven. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Then you will awaken to the realization that your I am is God. See how practical the story is? Now let us go back to the three manuscripts which make up what is called the Law of Moses. The manuscripts only have initials, which are J, E, and P. All those scholars tell us J means Jehovah, E, the Elohim, and P, the priestly code. No one really knows who they are. J and P begin, in the beginning, God. But E begins on the 15th chapter of Genesis, stating, After these things. <clears throat> In other words, after what is called the creation, the flood, and the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. After these experiences, one is found who will do these incredible things. And then it is said, The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. And the Lord said to him, 
Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Great shall be your reward. Then comes a discussion between the two concerning the child. Abram wants a child to be his heir, and the promise is made. Your own son shall be your heir, and not one born into slavery. Then it is said, A deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a great darkness fell upon him. As the Lord told him of the horrors that would take place, and promising him that after his journey is over, he would awaken with great possessions. Now in the New Testament, it is said, The Lord spoke to Joseph in a dream, and there is no record, either in the old or the new, or their awakening. May I tell you, Abraham, he who believes in Joseph the dreamer, awakened when God and man rises. Then man, who has been searching for salvation on the outside, awakens to discover that he is the Lord who imposed all of the horrors upon himself. So you see, the E manuscript records events from Abram on, or from Abraham on, events that take place in vision, for the drama of creation takes place in all. Now what I have told you this night about my brother-in-law can be applied to transcend any limitation desired. I don't care what it is. I knew by nature Sam would do what he said he would do. He had promised that even though it was not rational, and Sam is a rational man, he would sleep in the assumption his desire was fulfilled until I returned from Barbados. Then he would tell me it didn't work. Knowing Sam would not falter in the doing, I knew by that time it would be done. And of course it was. So I urge everyone to take my word seriously and try it. When you go to bed tonight, catch the feeling that would be yours if your desire were now realized. Then fall asleep in that feeling. If you do it, you will not fail. How is this going to happen? I do not know. I only know that if you do it, it will happen. And when it does, don't forget the lesson you have learned. Sam has money now and continues to invest it in the world of Caesar, but has forgotten the principle behind it all and is looking for physical Jesus on the outside. May I tell you, he has a great surprise in store for him, for when he dies, there will be no Jesus there to welcome him. Instead, he will be restored to life in a body the same as before. His body will be young and unbelievably new, as he finds himself in an environment best suited for the work yet to be done in him. This he will continue to do until he finds and believes in Jesus. Everyone is looking for Jesus Christ, for Jesus is Jehovah, and Jehovah is the Lord God, the Savior of the world. And when you find him, you discover his name as I am. So when you go to the people of Israel, and they say, who sent you? Just say, I am. That's all. If you do not believe you are this fabulous being, that your own wonderful human imagination is the cause of the phenomena of your life, you are still searching for its cause. But when you are convinced, you will begin to awaken and discover that there never was another God. Then you will see how practical this vision of God really is. Your own wonderful human imagination is the Lord Jesus. Prove it. Believe in the only Jesus, for all things are made by him, and without, without him is not anything made that is made. It is he who made the statement in the book of Deuteronomy. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. The same being who wounds heals because imagination does it all.
So you see how practical and wonderful this whole principle is. Tonight, if you really want something, I don't care what it is, you can have it. For your own sake, I hope it will not injure another. You don't have to hurt anyone to get what you want. All you have to do is accept it, to live as though you had it now. And when you get it, and you will, I urge you to share your good news with others to encourage all. The other day, my barber was telling of a conflict in his family, and I said to him, The problem is within you. Change your thoughts of your family, and they will change. Well, he didn't understand me. But that's all right. If I have to tell him 70 times 7 times, I will, I will because the story must be told. The boy, who shines my shoes, tells me about going to church on Sunday, then having dinner with friends. He loves to be a part of that group. That's religion. But when he asks me a question, I try to tell him who Jesus Christ really is. It hasn't got through, but that's all right. Release a drop of water on a piece of granite, and it will take a while to penetrate. But if you keep on dropping the water, eventually it will get through. While water is truth, and every time you tell of the true Jesus Christ, you have released a drop of water. Christ is your own wonderful human imagination. That's an awful shock, and when you first hear it, your world collapses. For there is no one true, there is no one to turn to but self. Formerly, you could point to another as a cause of your misfortune, but you can no longer do that when you discover who Jesus Christ really is. From that moment on, you must turn to yourself to blame or praise. And when you have played all the parts, you will find him of whom you seek, Jesus of Nazareth. Now let us go into the silence. All right, so I'm out of breath. <laughs> uh, there we have Neville Goddard's lecture uh, titled, Whom Do You Seek? from 1968. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see all of you next time. All right, bye now.